Welcome to Weekend Rental. This is episode 69. We are your nice. gaming and geek culture podcast. Uh, as always, you can find our content and a bunch of other amazing content, whether it be gaming, movies, music, video games, and more. There's articles and podcasts just like ours over at geekade.com. What's your geek? My name is Ryan, and as always, I'm joined by Andy. Hey. And Nate. Howdy, folks. All right. Second show with a new format. Third show in a row, we're going to talk about coronavirus. Fellas, brace yourselves. E3 couldn't be outdone by Jeff Keighley. They canceled themselves (laughs) and are therefore the victor. Why? Too much corona. Too much corona. Well, actually, if you read the article a little bit more about E3 canceling because of the coronavirus, it's because they ran out of toilet paper. And so where it's held, no toilet paper, they're worried about poop everywhere, and they're just concerned about sanitary purposes. Yeah, I've loved the local uh, Midwest fever that has ensued in the last few days over the coronavirus and the fact that toilet paper has been sold out of every... I had to go to three stores today to buy TP. I understand not having food. I understand not having electricity. I understand being concerned about water. Getting poop off my butt is very low on the totem pole in the eventual <laughs> end of the world. I'm just everyone out there, E3 included, th- that shouldn't be your priority. It is pretty funny, though, getting on Instagram and Facebook and everything, and that's everybody's just taking pictures of empty toilet paper racks. It's like, what are we doing here? Right. But then there's always like the wall of um, paper towels, and it's like, well, isn't that kind of the same thing? <laughs> like, couldn't, couldn't you just do that? I mean, maybe don't flush it, but you're just trying to get clean. What's really going to happen here is people are going to discover baby wipes on them you know using it as a grown-ass man and then we're never going to go back to toilet paper that was going to be my suggestion yeah fantastic feeling isn't it harry's that already has like the one wipe charlie's that are specifically for that oh i'm not wiping your bum any my butt with anything named charlie (laughs) 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 that is not okay i actually so when you sent me that text message about Toilet paper, which apparently wasn't a thing anyways, uh, or apparently was a thing that I wasn't aware of. Yeah, but it was Um, on the coast. Yeah, but I instantly opened up my cupboard just because, and I was like, (laughs) okay, I'm good. My wife just bought a packet. We're we're set for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, when I went to my local neighborhood grocery store, because I had to stop for a couple things anyway, I was like, I'm going to grab some toilet paper. Because people are freaking out, and it's like wiped out, and I was like, "Well, we need toilet paper." So then I go over to the na- the gas station, like two st- two stores down, <clears throat> and they of course have it. And I grab like four packs of this shitty gas station toilet paper, and I bring it up to the counter, and the girl like is like fifteen and just gives me the strangest look. And I'm like, "Look, they were out at the they were out at the grocery store." And she's like, "Really?" I'm like, "Uh huh, it's a problem." And then I like immediately ran out of there and felt you have to so justify stupid. it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, even the small towns around here are pretty much empty now. Just toilet paper. 
Don't get it. Get Everyone it. settle down. Everyone settle down. Including E3. Well, maybe not E3, because that's a real concern. Not about the toilet paper. They are canceling because of health concerns. Right. Pooping I mean, is that, part of that, I guess, but... I mean, that are goes they, so far as the like NCAA tournament, which is coming up very soon. In the Big Ten. They're just going to play empty stadiums yeah. with yep. just family and friends. So I can imagine this is one that just is going to go down in the history books of some of the most boring TV. You don't get amped up by any noises. Just Well, that's what I was like. Basketball. We were joking at work. I'm like, do you have like a clap track in the background? Like you have to, right? Because like how it's just going to be like, all you're going to hear is players like swearing at each other and like sneakers going. Squeak, 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 squeak. I mean, that, that's, that's the game, right? Without, without a crowd. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. You know, they can't like let anybody go because they hired so many people. So there's still going to be security guards everywhere. Like yeah. all the way down the aisles. It's going to be like the best night of their life. Cause you're going to have like front row to the March madness and like no distractions. Cause there's going to be nobody to police. So when it comes to the championship, do you run out to the center of the field and let the confetti fall? Like, <laughs> some kind of joke. Oh my gosh. Maybe they'll like Skype in like the pep band or something like that. Right. You know, we've seen a lot of this affect a lot of things, video games, sports, life in general. Um, you know, and we have <laughs> the queen. Yeah. No, great we album. Have, Life in oh, general. great album. Isn't it we have the uh, Midwest Gaming uh, Classic that is coming up in April, and yeah. they're still going strong so far, but I feel like we might see a cancellation. I'm not really sure. Well, and they did give the warnings that came out on Facebook last night, email today, that they are going to honor all ticket purchases for any subsequent year, so if I bought tickets for this year and I don't go, I can just simply use them next year. Um, and in the event of cancellation, they said they will be refund. I have a feeling now with like, um, it being considered and announced a global pandemic and the U S suddenly really getting very freaked out about it, that they're probably going to be under a lot of pressure to cancel this thing. Um, there are States that are in cities that are issuing, um, a cease and desist to any gathering over a thousand people and MGC last year pulled over 10 and they're going to be pulling guests from <clears throat> both coasts, um, major airlines. You know, I just, I think it might be catastrophic to the show, which is unfortunate and maybe it wouldn't be able to continue, but I'm going to be surprised if they aren't pressured to cancel this. I mean, there's probably lawyers and city councils and, state governments at that level you know i don't know maybe maybe i'm overthinking it but it's really sad and to think that we wouldn't have it just because i i enjoy it so much so and for you guys yeah. you guys have been going for a long time and so to not six have years one year yeah, yeah so i'm weird. only on you know three so but at I the same time, is... like we were, Nate and I were texting a little bit and it's like, I, and I even mentioned to Andy, it's like, I don't think I can go there knowing the footprint and then enjoy myself in my favorite part of that, which is the arcade hall and the retro console hall. Cause I, I like in the midst of all that, like I'm going to be kind of skeeved out to like grab controllers that thousands of people have been touching. And, uh. You know, I don't know. I not that I'm worried. Which is the never alarming. No, <laughs> never and it should alarming. be every year. There's always a con flu, right? But it's like, and I don't think I'm gonna die from the coronavirus. Hell no. Like it's it's the flu. It's not over exaggerated. But I think there is like, you know, that 
parent part of me that's like, well, sure. it, it's not going to affect me, but I certainly don't want to drag this home for my children and spread it to other people that I know if I can help it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Probably in still the coming some time. weeks. I feel like they want to put out that email if they weren't doing it as potential damage control. So yeah. with E3 coming right in the heels of that, I don't I don't know. I think I mean I feel like yeah, the whole ticket, you can use your ticket whenever next year or whatever. It's just them kind of trying to wash their hands of it. Right. You know? Yeah. Of but the I am responsibility I am, of it. I don't know. Yeah, but I am genuinely concerned that with the scale that they've grown that show to, and this only being the third year at the Wisconsin center, if it doesn't go on and attendance is poor and they lose a bunch of money on stuff they've paid for already, I don't know that, you know, it's really Midwest gaming classic is two dudes, right? Like, I mean, there's a bunch of people that help. Let's not pretend that it doesn't happen, but it's just a pair of guys who put this thing on and like fund it through, you know their web store and various means so i don't know if they could weather it at least on the scale that it's gotten to if if it happens to be canceled now yeah i mean it feels like it's been a you know use the profits from last show just to barely grow it next year you know right for the last decade and if you all of a sudden just take all the profit away and say in 100 percent expense it's going to be back to square one almost you would think yeah yeah, and you think of some of the bumbles of like last year, even where like the NES cartridges for the VIG didn't work. I'm sure that cost them dearly. The year before, some of the t shirts didn't arrive. They had to ship yeah. them all out. So, I mean, those are nickel and dime expenses. This is like, I'm sure they've got money down that is just purely non refundable. Don't I mean, you it, feel bad for the guys making the, the carts for this year? They're like, okay, we're <laughs> going to get it right this time. Oh, wait, right. we're not giving these out. Yeah. Well, I'd assume they would ship that for VIG people. But yeah, I don't know. It's a little nervous. You know, it's a little nerve wracking because like, I don't want to see it not happen, but at the same time, I'm not like super amped to hit it. So I'd be okay, I guess, if they did. But again, whatever. I'll roll with it. We're from the Midwest. We get flus all the time. It's fine. What I am more upset about, though, is my... Turbo Graphics Mini that I pre-ordered two of a year ago now just got delayed. Stupid coronavirus. Konami said that they can't meet manufacturing demand. Which is a bummer because I've been really looking forward to that mini console. Probably more than any other mini console. And now I have to wait a little bit more. I was supposed to ship 19th, I think. Yep. Yeah. I feel that at this point they were rejoicing for this just because I feel like when you have something like that going into production, it should be done and ready to go to hit storefronts by this point. So when they're like, yeah, we, uh, manufacturing demands or manufacturing hiccups with coronavirus, etc. I feel like they just bought some time for, because they were behind anyways. Yeah. A lot like E3 and Atari. So I feel yeah. there's a theme with certain companies here. I, E3, I mean, obviously they were having issues already. And this probably is like a godsend to them a little bit in that regard. Right. But at the same time, the companies have, you know, all the 
game companies have to do something. And if they realize that it's just as effective without it, like there's no E3 anymore. Like, no. Yeah, actually that's true. This is like a free pass to like really try to get the word. I mean, you have two companies who are going to launch consoles a hundred percent without the E3 this year. Like it's going to be an interesting experiment. Yeah. Which sucks for Microsoft. Cause I'm sure they were, I mean, they probably had plant. I mean, they're probably already yeah. locked down on a lot of stuff and now that's not happening where Sony's kind of been doing their own thing anyway. You know what I wonder a little bit though, like back to the, the turbo thing is like, wasn't, was it Hori or yeah, Hori, right. was doing all the accessories for that. Like the, all versions globally. Like, I wonder what that looks like for them. Cause like, were they on top of stuff? Did they pour a bunch of money into all these turbo right. taps and extra controllers? And now, Oh, boy, oh shit. Yeah. We don't know when this is coming out. Cause that's, that's a lot of investment for a, an accessory company. And I mean, they're just not, they're just getting bumped from the production schedule, you know? Right. Right. Apple is going to get their phones made instead of, <laughs> Absolutely. America's going to get their toilet paper. Atari VCS is never yeah. going to come out. No. <laughs> the mini will. My mini. My, never mind. No. Nope. I'm really excited about it, though. I, w- I was bummed because you pre-ordered two on accident, which means I'm buying one of the two. <laughs> yes. And I've, yep. I've been genuinely excited about it. I've been very excited about the... TurboGrafx-16 and, and the list of games and just... The hacking possibility? Yeah, and just that whole experience that I, I've i never had. And, um, yeah, so I was, I was slightly bummed that it was postponed. So, yeah, I will, I will eagerly wait for the phone call from you. It's here. You owe yep. me a hundred and whatever dollars. I'm hoping it's just like a quarterly shift and like, we'll see this thing by June. You know, I mean, realistically, that's what I think this is, but cause it's not like there's a ton of um, electronics in it. I think it was probably more just, you know, boxes, shells, that sort of thing. Cause it's basically like a system on a chip. Right. Goddamn coronavirus. It's killing us all. I, mean, I think we lost more out of our 401k than anything else. Like, <laughs> Compared to a mini console. Wait, what happened to my 401k? Yeah, stock market's like stock market crash. No, did it really? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just getting into about this a little bit. I don't pay attention to that stuff though. So it'll (laughs) bounce back. Speaking of, speaking of dying, this just hit the news a couple hours, few hours ago, with uh, our friend Reggie, Nintendo Reggie. How are you segueing the death into this? I'm sorry. Um, uh, GameStop. Well, the death of GameStop. Oh, sure. okay. The death of GameStop is equal to coronavirus. Uh, if you you didn't get the yes, the you're right. You're right. Yep. But uh, we're seeing uh, good old Reggie, um, former moving. president of Nintendo of America for a decade. Right. I feel like there's only one Reggie. You say Reggie, everyone knows Reggie. Mm-hmm. Sure. Is that not true? In the context oh, of yeah. the show, yes. Yeah. Okay, wonderful. So, good old Nintendo Reggie is... Why'd you add the heading... Nintendo? You said Reggie was fine. Okay, I'll, I'll read. Body is ready, this. Reggie. So, it's <laughs> Reggie Filame, or the Phil body. Anime, <laughs> Phil Zame, Filet Mignon, whatever you want to do, <laughs> whatever his name is, 
the game is not good. um he's heading over to gamestop as a board member i don't know what capacity per se as a board member that is a very very interesting move from gamestop and even reggie to accept something like that right to a dying company everyone knows it they're they're tanking and i think bringing reggie in isn't going to change that um, unless it turns into a Nintendo store. Yeah. That was my first thought too, is like, he's got a pedigree um, and he's got a following and he has to know that he's hanging his hat on a sinking ship that he probably cannot write. I mean, he's one of, I don't know what they say, like 12 board members. So it's mostly an advisory position and his comments were good. He's like, you know, he came on and said, like, the game industry needs a healthy GameStop. It needs that outlet. Um, and he's not wrong. But what that is currently is certainly not <laughs> not going to work. Uh, so I'm curious to see what these last-minute changes can do with the board members. Um, I'm curious to see what he can bring to the brand, if anything. But Ultimately, I feel like I he feel tainted like his gonna, legacy. Uh, yes, I mean that's what. I, yes, kind of what I was thinking is like, like I went from Nintendo to GameStop in 2020, and everyone's gonna go, "Ooh, bad move, Reggie." <laughs> Does anyone know what like board of directors? Do you, like, do you get paid or do yeah. you get stock? Yeah, if it's uh, so a lot of nonprofits would be a volunteer position. Sure, but when you're dealing with large corporations. There are board members that would get stock pay, stock options. Okay, or, so he's gonna get like one twelfth of actual nothing. Good salary. So yeah. they're not depending paying him. on. Oh, they're paying him. I th- I, mean, I bet they're paying him money. I I think they're paying them him to make it look good to sell. Like I think yep. they're trying to sell sure. the company. That yeah, but a yep. Yeah, that's actually not a bad idea. I hadn't considered that. But I still feel like it is one of the strangest moves like something you know when i was flipping through the news not what i expected to come out of gamestop but i thought it was a joke when you think about their brand though what move could you possibly make that would be embraced with open arms and this is one of the only ones right sure yeah probably people loved reggie he was the face of nintendo in north america People still love him after he's gone. He's still a face of Nintendo. Doug Bowser who? So, I mean, it's it's genius on their end. It's not going to change anything, but it's genius. Yeah, it's like when the, the White Sox signed Michael Jordan to come over. Like, they knew he wasn't going to change anything. Dude, they in, got that new tour baseball. bus. Yeah, <laughs> that tour exactly. bus was sweet. <laughs> Pretty much. Gosh, I forgot he played baseball. It's amazing. Yeah. I think everybody did. He thought he was Bo Jackson. It's cute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I still feel like 2021 is the final year of the GameStop, but maybe Reggie can help. We should start an office pool. <clears throat> it's not a bad death, idea. The death of GameStop. I think, uh, doesn't Lex and Terry do that on like a... Lexentary radio show, like yeah. the celebrity death where they plan it out and yep. how it's going to die. 
I think we need to move that way with all things GameStop. Oh, Good speaking idea. of uh, predictions. Yeah. We uh, had our predictions for what the Sony PlayStation or the Price. Sony. Yeah, the Nintendo PlayStation would go oh, for. Oh, yeah. Good call. So as as uh, this is how we predicted it. Ryan said $1.5 million. Nate said yeah. 1.75. And I said 1 million. And we're slightly off. We were slightly off. I mean, we were going by what he said he got as an offer. Which let's hope that wasn't true because it breaks my heart. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the guy claimed, what was it, 1.2 million he got an offer for? Yep. Cash deal behind closed doors. And it went for over just over 300. Yeah. 360. 360, 300. but then Heritage is going to take a 20% cut, I'm yep. sure. Taxes on that. Yeah, it's, it's kind, of, uh, kind of a bummer. I, th- I thought it would hit half a million for sure, but there was no action on that auction at the end. No, I mean, usually when you see like pre bidding for something that's going to go live, like it's just the tip of the iceberg, but in this case, it was. It was spot on. It was kind of shocking. Yeah. Well, I really feel that they, they're they a little late on this move. I don't know. That's just me personally. I feel actually they should have, you know, if they wanted to get premium dollar for this five years ago, sure. it would have gone nuts. Yeah. But you are at a point right now where both the Nintendo and the PlayStation brands are at arguably an all-time high. So the fever pitch could have been there on either side. It's just <clears throat> those are very opposing armies, right? So to find the guy who loves PlayStation as much as he loves Nintendo. <clears throat> did, did did you hear who bought it? Uh, some Silicon Valley guy, right? Who's like pre- presumably going to do his own like museum better than anybody can. And I heard a yeah, lot. I figured it. some Saudi prince. <laughs> yeah, he's going to put it on his yacht. It was a guy that uh, started Pets.com, which was like a famous, like, dot-com bubble Was it the thing with the puppet animal guy? (laughs) Yeah. The dot? Okay, nice. Yeah, Yeah. good for him. Huh. But yeah, he was touting that he was going to, he's been working secretly behind the scenes to archive stuff, and he's going to do a museum, right? Yeah. Right. I don't, even then, like, even if you charge whatever to get through, like, what is that going to bring? You have, right. You're not going to ever make your money back on that. I would have no. loved to have seen them not sell it and just donate it to the Video Game History Museum in, in Houston. Yeah, I think that would have been my preference, but I think anyone who is that hardcore into gaming and has been to a convention in the last four years has gotten that opportunity anyway. So. I mean, the last few times it just seemed like it was like in the corner, like, oh, there's that thing. Right. <laughs> then heck fixed it. Whee! I don't know. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> Ben's awesome. I'm not ben to... and I are feuding. So. Yeah. He doesn't know what the... the he, he's not aware do. of us feuding, but right. we've been feuding for about two years. Right. Nate, Nate's been very butthurt over his run-in with Ben Heck. So... Wasn't great. Yeah. Thanks but for anyway. hashing that feeling all over again. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, it, it is a wonderful kind, like, kind of holy grail shouldn't even exist sort of pivotal piece in what video games had become since that point. 
So it is a little shocking to me that it didn't sell for more, but I guess we're talking about $300,000 for a box that literally just plays Super Nintendo and Famicom games. So that's where I was just yeah. going to go with this, that let's look on the other side of the coin, $300,000 yeah. for not much. Right. I mean, it, it would be different if there was a box of like six, six uh, prototype discs that ran early PlayStation. Sure prototypes but they're just aren't yeah you know that's the missing piece i think to make the thing really pop off what if they find another that does work yeah It'd be sweet <laughs> then it's like you have the one that the lesser one and then it's like it doesn't you you set the you set the financial bar yeah and now the other one like if you have this quality it's only three hundred thousand. <laughs> But you could always go go more. Speaking of um, Nintendo and other company mashups, I don't know if you guys saw this news, but uh, we're getting some Mario denim. That's right. Levi's. Is there any other kind? No. Levi's and Nintendo. April That's, 1st. Yeah. Overalls, Clothing. right? It has to be. So there's a, a set of overalls with the back pocket spurting out coins. Um, okay. There's a badass, like, 80s denim jacket that I would have when I was a kid with some Super Mario Land stuff stitched on it. And then there is a bunch of, like, the uber bright denim with, like, the, I don't know, you see it all over, like, backpacks and stuff, like the Mario character print. Okay. which I can't imagine wearing if you're over the age of like 14, <laughs> but that's coming out too. So presumably this will all be fairly expensive, much like their Vans line of clothing, hats yeah. and shoes yeah. were. I mean, they definitely had a premium. Pretty much any collab is, yeah. Yeah, and Levi's is a little more, I guess, premium if you're going to compare them to Vans at this day and age. Not that yeah. Levi's is premium, but... Well, it's kind of surprising. I think when it comes to, yeah, I think Levi's definitely, it's gone up quite a bit in popularity. So, I mean, mean, it makes sense, I guess, but. There's weird collectors for that stuff too. Like old Levi's, it's really weird. Yeah, that vintage denim market, that's crazy. Yeah. There's a pair of um, like Nintendo, like NES controller van knockoffs and i almost pulled the trigger on the them. black ones like, yes yes i've been looking at like, those too they're so sweet I, I see them on facebook instagram all the time yes. like as a ad and i'm like i need these because <laughs> the algorithm tells them we're giant dorks and we have disposable <laughs> income so it's like please put this ad on here every time you log in right we are the quintessential people for <laughs> this product suckers and, uh, yeah and just, I've clicked on that ad so many times. Yep, I did it two like, days ago. <laughs> yeah, me too. And so I get to the credit card part and I'm like, no, no, not doing it. Just uh-huh. like you and your NT. I, I'm, I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> at just, least you were looking at like 60 bucks instead of 600. Right. <laughs> Think of the ads as soon as that you're going to see after you purchase too. As soon as oh, you find sure. out that yes. <laughs> there's a million other things. <laughs> Here's a Mario three condom. <laughs> have at it. yeah. it's like a warp tube <laughs> that's actually a genius idea <laughs> the reservoir tip is just like the round like edge of the okay it makes uh, the warp <laughs> warp no- yes. noise 
when you come. Oh my gosh. Oh, please invent this, somebody. Just a coin. So these shoes, it got so bad where I was trying to figure out um, where I was going to put them because obviously not going to wear them. And so I'm like, well, I could <laughs> why put are you them buying them by... if you're not going to wear them? Okay, yes. Yeah, so if you're in your shoes, you that's an what you do. When you're not going to play yeah. it. Yeah, so that's true. so I, I was like, well, it could go up. Go up by Rob and with all the lights and stuff around it. I'm like, oh my gosh, don't this is pathetic. Like that, no. I know. I'm gonna put sneakers on him. Yeah, that's a good idea. NES sneakers. So, yeah, the Levi stuff is cool, but I feel like it's mostly for children. The denim jacket, if it comes in my size, I would consider and never wear it in public. But I would definitely lounge around the house. Tidy whiteies <laughs> only. A denim jacket. Yeah, just tidy whiteies, no shirt, denim jacket, unbuckled, unbuttoned, beer in hand, watching Army of Darkness on the couch. That's that's my summer right there. Those things are going to be over a couple hundred dollars at least. I'm sure. Probably too much. Yeah. 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 Huh. Yeah, I buy my Walmart underwear. I don't. <laughs> don't really buy expensive clothes. So. Uh, the, hey, they have Mario underwear at Walmart. Might not be in your size, but... It, it's not, no. They're in mine. Wow. 14? The socks, though, <laughs> have tiny feet. <laughs> the epic Walmart Mario crossover is here. It's going to be good. <laughs> There's another crossover that Andy was discussing um television and games are meeting oh yeah of sorts sort of uh apparently making a very c- cinematic move or a uh, game must uh get the attention of some people to make movies because they're making a last of us tv show which sounded interesting until i heard it's just a retelling of the game and then i was like well <laughs> I played the game. So I I played that, yeah. And there's a lot of gameplay that lend into the story that you're just not going to get when you watch a movie so or a show. Also but, The Walking Dead and the subsequent spin-offs mm. and movies and all related things not Walking Dead but still zombie have kind of killed that genre. Because I know there's spore people, but there's still zombies in The Last of Us. <laughs> it's the same thing. So I don't know how you get people excited about another one of those, I guess. Yeah, especially and, with a limited cast. I mean, it's going to be just a right. few people, I'm sure. And let's be honest, like the selling point of The Last of Us was not its gameplay, which which is good. Um, it is the fact that it is incredibly well written, voice acted, and um, just animated. So I don't think you can do it better live action. I don't think it's going to add anything. No. Other than if you're the type of person who just doesn't want to hold the controller, but at that point, just watch a Let's Play without narration, because it's the same thing. It, I mean, it's just servicing a good story to people that don't play games, pretty much, right? Yeah. That seems like what it is. Yep. It's like taking pe- a book that people don't read and just making a movie. That never happens. No. I mean, I'll watch this, certainly, once it comes out on DVD or Blu-ray, because I don't have HBO. I'm not going to pay for HBO for this, but yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I it, guess if you're going to pick any property, this is one of the better ones, right? 
Yeah, I'd rather watch this than like an Uncharted movie, probably. Right. Well, it depends. I guess Uncharted could be a new story, but if they Mark were going to... Mark Wahlberg, man. That was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> so nobody's excited about that. Uh, I thought you were serious. I was no. like, I don't know how to respond to, to good old Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. <laughs> as far as deserving franchises, like I can't think of one that probably would line up better for this sort of treatment in in recent years. I agree. Yeah, but I don't think it's... Like Andy said, I just don't picture it making a big difference or adding anything to it or building any hype for another game or anything like that. I just I just don't think it's going to do anything for that franchise right yeah zombies are in a weird spot right now anyway right i'm still watching no that joke. St- stupid walking dead because my wife it's terrible <laughs> it's terrible <sighs> you know what's yeah. coming back from the dead 2K football games. Hot dog. That's crazy. Tell me more. Uh, it's not exciting, like you'd think, because apparently the deal they have with the NFL is that they can't make a realistic sim football, which is what they excelled oh, at. And okay. we're crushing Madden with. Uh, so they have been contracted to make various games that are supposed to be approachable and engage people with the brand. So so it's like RBI baseball, too. Yes. show. <laughs> Right, okay. we might see like a blitz type thing or like a backyard football, but sadly, Madden will get to continue to be lazy as the only game in town as it comes to sim football, which sucks. I don't know. I bet. I bet if Madden underperforms again and then this new one does pretty well, I bet that the doors open. Then I bet they'd be like, "Oh yeah, yeah." I'm- I mean, there's certainly potential, right? Like you could build the full roster and do the whole nine yards and then just make it goofy, like blitz style. And then at that point you have the engine only have to do is dial it back a little bit. And, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I was never even like a sports gaming guy, but I was always impressed with the 2k games. Yep. Play them on the dreamcast that, that big push they had with 2k five when they like did half price release, like full game, 30 bucks right alongside Madden to just try and crush them. And that was what EA got pissed about because they were doing good that was an impressive game like i played some of that i watched people play it like super yeah enjoyable in-depth game of football so it's kind of cool that they're getting to like have a shot at something adjacent to that yeah it'd be should be pretty good i would imagine i i wonder like because like baseball obviously extended their thing too where the sony team is making it for other consoles now Yep. Which is crazy as well. So it's like, I don't know if these sports leagues are like saying like, we need this out to as many people as we can, you know, like our brand pretty much. Sure. To be the most accessible thing, but maybe those sports leagues should focus on who can watch the games instead of who can play their games. Right. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I feel like the 2K branding took a bit of a hit this year with, or this last year with the WWE stuff, of course, but. Not necessarily their fault entirely. No. 
And basketball's um, kind of been going downhill too. It used to right. be just like amazing peak stuff, but yeah, maybe they'll come back hungry with you know football because they haven't had it in so long and do some fresh innovative stuff. And I mean, nobody wins when there's only one game in town and it's annualized. Anything annualized in the video game realm is it's going to run its course, especially you know? if you only have one team doing on it. I mean, Call of Duty gets away with it because they have three, what three or four development teams. Online. Yeah. Well, that's actually a good segue too, because I want to talk a little bit about Call of Duty's shift. Um <clears throat> there have been some leaks and they announced it this week. I think it came out Tuesday. Tuesday or Monday. I can't remember exactly, but modern uh what are they calling it? Warfare? They're just calling it Warfare or Warframe. I don't what is it? I don't know. <laughs> Something. I should hold on, I made notes. Warframe. <laughs> Battle, I just put Battle Royale, so I don't even just, know what it's called. Something. Just boots up a Warframe. In the yeah. <laughs> so they're doing, like, a couple years ago, they did a Battle Royale with Blackout. It was a mode when you bought the game. Kind of like we had predicted on the podcast with the success of PUBG and Fortnite. Others were going to take note. Uh, and it seems they've, like, really thought about it and decided, yeah, we should do free-to-play also, which is what they've done. I, I've heard it's, like, a, an insanely beefy download um, because I think they want you to launch it out of the new Modern Warfare client. So I'm assuming it's one of those things where it's, like, you get the full download of all of their stuff. You can play the free thing, but they're going to try and sell you on the other stuff, which will already be pre-installed. Uh, sounds like a similar concept to what they did with Blackout, where it's just a massive map with sections that are basically maps from other multiplayer levels throughout the history of the franchise. You'll, of course, drop in, you'll grab loot. Uh, there will be helicopters and vehicles to get into, which they had in Blackout, Blackout also. Uh, and, yeah, free-to-play, like 100%. PC, Xbox, PS4. Hmm. I liked Blackout a lot, uh, so I'm curious to check this one out. I haven't downloaded it yet. I'm actually probably running on a space out in my hard drive on my PC, uh, which is where I will most likely download it because I'll get the best performance. I'm hoping, but you guys, and it's going to have the quality, quality graphics, quality. It's not going to be kind of a chintzy mobile. No, it shouldn't game. be. Um, you know, the blackout felt great in that sense where it was like it felt like a full fledged modern warfare game or you know uh call of duty game but had the great shooting it was kind of like i I would say the most polished version of any of these i've played is apex in my opinion um so i'm hoping yeah. they've kind of upped their game a little bit to take that into account but i haven't really heard anyone talking about it so much yet pretty new um and i certainly haven't had a chance to get hands on yeah i think this will probably be the real test on where that market is now because like if call of right I mean, Call of Duty doing free to play, like, yeah. that's pretty much as peak as you can get. You're not going to get above that, I don't think. No, and I think Call of Duty could very much, you know, like you were saying, well, you got three development studios cycling every, you know, three years. And I think Call of Duty could benefit from being a living and breathing entity that just gets built upon and cultivates a fan base. Yeah. It could be, you know, the the more military side of Overwatch or, you know, you could build that community and just keep it going. and nickel and dime people and do the seasons and i think that's where it probably has to go to stay relevant yeah so just those annual releases just really i mean i feel like the last four to five years of call of duty have just been kind of letdowns 
And this the last one didn't even have a story in it, right? Right. Which a lot yeah. of people were pissed about. Um, I remember several people meant, you know, a couple of people I talked to mentioned that, you know, I'm not playing that. It doesn't have the story. I'm like, I've bought every Call of Duty since Modern <laughs> Warfare 2 and I've yet to play a story. Like I give no shits about the story. So the fact that they cut that made no difference in my enjoyment of it. Yeah. Huh. And not everybody's like me, but you know, certainly plenty are. But, you know, I've got an archive of uh, Call of Duty games, so. Is it as big as archive? Only played one. <laughs> Kills the segue. I set, that, <laughs> I t- set it up and crushes it down. Yeah, that was a block. <sighs> Sorry. Try no. Let's try again. Try again. I forget what I even said. Archive something. <laughs> yeah. So uh, archive.org, um, you know, maybe people have known this for a while, but I really dug into it this, this last weekend where they just have games up there to play, like old PC games that just, you hit the play button, it loads up like a an instance of DOSBox and just streams the game to you. Which, it it's crazy that some of it isn't, illegal but <laughs> i don't know must be old enough where people just don't care yeah and they're just like at this point or archive org has had such a name that it's like well, you just i mean they're just a library don't mess with them type thing i don't know sure but yeah we were having fun playing old uh like educational games with the kids <laughs> number, number said munchers. no one ever what did you what are you guys playing what are you doing uh, we did uh treasure Hunter, Treasure Master. Yeah. That one's fun. Um Odell Under, or is it Odell Under? Or, yeah. Oh yeah. What is that? Something on the Odell or yeah. Yeah, it's know. like a fish game. Yep. Um Ryan never I'm lost. Educational yeah, I never heard of that. games. You gotta get number munchers though. Yeah. I know I munch those numbers. I, yeah, I forgot about that one. Munch them. When I went to MGC, I spent a lot of my time munching numbers. First time I played that game was... Uh... Apparently numbers is what Nate calls cocks. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you've had that many, you just got to keep going. <laughs> uh, yeah, they... When I first played that game, though, it was like set to prime numbers, and I was way too young to even understand what prime numbers. Oh, sure. And trying to figure out that, like, just without somebody explaining to you what prime numbers mean, that just seems like random numbers. It was it was a nightmare. So that was a bad experience with that game. But uh, my wife had a game called like Mother Goose Mix Up or something, and it was uh, it's a point and click adventure game made by Sierra. And it's just going around picking things up for fairy tale characters and bringing them back. And he played through the entire thing. Sounds lovely. Yeah. This is you and like the whole fam on the couch. Oh, my, my wife was like totally into it. Cause she was like, that was her favorite, one of her favorite games. So nice. she was cruising with my son on that game and explaining how you, how you save Humpty Dumpty, you know, what he needs. 
it's pretty cool though. There's like an archive out there like that just available. I mean, they got all sorts of stuff, right? I mean, it's not obviously just educational stuff, but yeah, it's pretty much like, I mean, pretty much all those old computers, even like English computers and stuff like that. They're all on there. Commodore. There's a lot of that stuff. Nice. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's just crazy that you just boot it up. I think they're also starting to um, do flash games. Like somehow, I heard they had archived like two hundred thirty thousand of them. Somehow, yeah. So I don't know if that's what if they're just booting up like a instance that has Flash installed, and they're just yeah, it's got to be just like a windowed Flash thing. Yeah, which I would be super into that. Like I, I could I could go for some funky truck right now. Yeah. Do they also have the Tiger handhelds, or is that a different site? Ooh, yeah, I don't know. Somebody's got a bunch of the Tiger handouts. That might like the yeah. outline of the thing, and you can get the LCD screen. And weird, yeah. that's crazy. Huh. So why pay twenty dollars to relive your disappointment when you can do this for free in the internet? Yeah, I'm just gonna download those and make my own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of nuts to just kind of. It's a fun afternoon. Yeah. Well, speaking of nuts, this is weekend number rental. munchers. So, of course, yes, number munchers. So, of course, I I just can't blissfully overlook the fact that we are on finally episode sixty nine. Um, prior to the reformat, I had planned on making you all play uh, beat 'em and eat 'em for the twenty six hundred <laughs> uh, as part of Byron Burn. But I thought, why not just talk a little bit about like pervy games and like, because it fits with the episode. What number. does that have to do with the episode number? I don't well, get it. I'll draw it out for you. Sometime. <laughs> okay. Like the poor young girl in my high school class who got the number 69 book and then exclaimed, Oh, I get it. Okay. It'll be like that. You'll have your epiphany. Okay. But not in 1997. Uh, how, about, how, how about Pen 15? Can we... Oh, yeah. No. I just <laughs> Ryan deep sigh of... Like, oh, gosh. Nobody interacted with me in school. <laughs> I was so hey, sad. send us an email if you've ever been to the Pen 15 Club or <laughs> been a part of that. <laughs> can, you, can you just send us an email so Ryan understands it's an actual thing? I believe you. Um, so... Just send that email. There to are us. thousands of us in the club. <laughs> All by accident. <laughs> I was excluded from this club like every other club. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to talk a little bit about, our, I think, the podcast's favorite perfect game, which is, of course, the Almighty Strip Fighter 2 on the PC Engine. You heard me right, not Street Fighter 2, audience. Strip. <laughs> Fighter 2, an all-female cast of fighters who uh, just kick the living shit out of each other, which is clearly meant to rip off Street Fighter 2, but then in between each round that you win, uh, you start off with this horrible clip art picture of, I think it's probably supposed to be a voluptuous young woman, and she takes a little more off each time, and not that much, though, because it always results in an awkward wink and a whole lot of bush. Uh, but it is nonetheless uh, hilarious, not erotic in the least bit. But I think we've all probably laughed to tears at this game and how just ridiculous <laughs> it is. 
Yeah, you certainly didn't any ever see anything in that era, like that early or late eight bit, early sixteen bit, in like pornographic games, really at all, or any type of sex games. No, and it's just so adorable how they tried so hard to make those women look realistic, and it's just so unsettling, especially with like the limited animation that they put in there. It's not a great fighter, but it's fun. I mean, even like the gameplay, once you uh, learn, it's completely unbalanced, but. Oh, for sure. It's fun to mash. <laughs> yeah. You just basically find the best move and cheese it. Because, I mean, yep. you're through this game in like, what, 20 minutes tops? Yeah. It's it's just, and it, which is perfect because it's it's a good 20 minutes of laughs. And then after that, you're like, well, I've experienced Strip Fighter 2. So when it came to the the PC engine, I think I was over at your house, Ryan, and you're like, hey, I got a game for us to try out. And it was, I don't think you really gave me like a preface of what the game was going to be. And so this game pops up and I'm like, okay, kind of Street Fighter-esque, whatever. And so we're battling it out. And then whoever dies, Ryan's like, Hey, watch us, watch us, watch us. <laughs> and I was like, what? And I'm like, oh, I get it. The name makes sense now. And then after the third round, you looked over my pants were on the floor. So, yeah. <laughs> and then number, mu- he wanted to play number munchers. I just, <laughs> I don't understand. Uh, so it was the weirdest. He's like, I got an educational game for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny. Cause like, <clears throat> That kind of falls in like the middle territory of like where pervy games originated. But I find it unsettling that as video game technology like became a household thing, that it only took people until the very first successful home console, the Atari 2600, to start developing pornographic games for. Like, it, inherently, this new medium had to have something pervy on it. Uh, I mean, were releases for the 2600. It blows my mind. I mean, quite a few. Yeah, yeah. I think if you're not counting PC, it's still arguably the most like oh, sure. TV console ever. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I didn't even think about PC, but you're right. Cause you did your leisure suit, suit Larry's and stuff before then. But yeah, well, and, and pretty much 50% of steam now, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. But yeah, cause you had like, uh, you had those games that were sold for adults in special packaging behind counters, not on store shelves. There's beat them and eat them. Custer's revenge. There are some others. Am I missing? Uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure. Sh- I'm not sure what the names of them are. There's a, there's a whole set of them kind of, isn't there? Yeah. And then, and then the not- NES ones, of course, too. <sighs> yes. Bubble bath babes. What are those? Panesian games? Panesian games. Yeah. 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 Which I've not experienced or played any of those. Are they even remotely? I mean, other than yeah. the covers, obviously. Yeah, Is it I don't poker, know how... a puzzle game? Is there a casino I... game? I don't know. Yeah, I've never, I've never even never even played the ROMs of them. No, me either. Mm-hmm. Did not seem worth it. I think what's really interesting is, yeah, Atari 2600 comes out. And then it takes that one person that goes, I wonder what it would be like to make a game like B 
beat them and eat them. Or like, I don't know, just that mentality right. of like you're sitting watching someone play the Atari 2600 and your mind starts going, we should make some porn games out of this. What do you guys think? <laughs> well, and like beat them and eat them is so, so weird because it's like, it's like there's like some dude sitting in his room with like his buddies and he's like playing Kaboom. He's like, you know what would make Kaboom even better? What if instead of holding the bomb, he was holding his dick? He's like, yeah, that's a great idea. Like, it's so bad. So bad. Yeah. It also shows that, like, back then, arcade and and Atari, it was like, there was no real, like, age limit on the no. stuff where Nintendo kind of reset it to be like, well, like, video games are for kids, you know? Yeah. Well, and at least, like, almost nobody knew these things existed at the time, right? Because, I mean, how do you even get them if you don't even know a store has them? You're really a guy who walks into your local Pomida and is like, hey, got that copy of Beat Him and Eat Him under the counter for me, <laughs> ma'am? It's not going to go over well. So there's actual, like, physical copies of these. I've I've never seen one before. Yeah, but, man. Like... They're crazy. They came in, like, these, like, fake pleather leather-bound, like, booklets that like snap together and yeah yeah they were never put on the shelves they were put under the shelves at most retailers because they're pretty provocative cover art i guess but yeah they're not on not as expensive as you think either no really yeah i mean more than you'd want to pay for atari porn game well sure i just assume that it's such an obscure item Mm -hmm. you know like the nes bubble or any panesian game is right a few hundred bucks and it's similar in like rarity, but it's just that that fever pitch for you know twenty six hundred right. stuff just simply isn't there. Sure. Yeah, but I mean, after that NES, like the Panesian games, there was a big break. Sure. Like, uh, what's the next thing that really probably PlayStation Two? It was the the guy game, Laura Croft. Well, and I was oh. gonna say Xbox and the guy game, yeah, and then the return of Leisure Shoot Larry. Yeah, and then well, okay, we could back it up a little bit. Though we can go to PlayStation, we can say Dead or Alive, and those breast physics. I I've never played any of these games. So Dead or Alive is like to... a fighting game that is very into the breasts of the female characters, but the first one is like so hyper exaggerated that like literally, if you jump, your your female the the female's characters like their their breasts are bouncing like off their waist and like up over their head like. And like coming to a saddle, like it's very disturbing. And it takes about a minute for them to stop jiggling after you move. Yeah. Yes. And then they got to the Dreamcast and they had two, Dead or Alive 2, which the breast physics were still very evident, but slightly more realistic. And then to your point, the PlayStation 2 and Xbox here, where we also got the guy game, gave birth to Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball, which was just an excuse to get all the girls from the Dead or Alive games with their breast physics intact. And then earn skimpier and skimpier outfits to make them wear. Yeah. And they've stopped releasing those in the U.S. now. Yeah. Because the last, like, three have not come over, I don't think. No, but you can still import them, though. I know know people are (laughs) in that whole channel, too. Oh, God. I think they made a VR one, which, of course. um, Yeah. I don't need to see that. Yeah. I mean... Tomb Raider was like they yes. they sold her on the sex, but there was never anything that was really. I mean, it was more the marketing more than the actual game. I thought. 
Yeah, I think it was just like if you're a teenage boy, wouldn't you rather stare at this polygonal chick's ass than some dude? And then you're yeah. like like me and the countless other teenage boys who would like find a small cave or corner and like make it all weird so the camera would like have to pan around and like show you the front of Laura Croft and her like triangle titties and you're like, yeah. <laughs> you those realistic boobies right there. And then they just kind of like it became less prevalent in the games, but in the marketing materials, it just got worse, right? Like I think by that second one, she was on the back of the box in that black bikini, and yeah. So it wasn't a perfect game, but they certainly were capitalizing on sex appeal, I guess. Yeah. But- and then now you it's evolved to this day to like games like Genital Joust, uh, which probably the <laughs> ultimate. 69 game for really <laughs> i don't even know what number that is <laughs> have you seen this game nate no never <clears throat> so it's on steam probably just steam it's a four-player multiplayer cooperative game uh it has several different modes but the basis is is like everyone is a giant jiggly cock and balls but then in between the balls is an anus, if you will, and uh, your genital jousting. So you are then trying to snake your dickhead around into the ball buttocks of your opponents. And they ejaculate. Uh, that's the thing, too. <laughs> it's equal part hilarious oh, and I don't horrifying even know how to, react to watch. Right I, I, I think the sound is probably the worst part of that game. No, I'm not interested. I'm not interested. <laughs> we're we're going to tie you down and make I you got watch nervous. I got nervous just, just talking about it. I'm sweating over here. <laughs> Perspirating. Was it which part? The ball anus or the... All of it. <laughs> The fact that that got released, period, as a game. I mean, I can see it as like a homebrew, like weird thing that got passed around as shareware, but ugh. Yeah. So, what was this released on? Just PC. I think Steam only. Just PC. Yeah. Okay. There were it was it was making the rounds in the Let's Play scene maybe like two years ago, right around the time as Gang Beasts, kind of like those weird like physics multiplayer games, and mm-hmm. yeah. Which, I mean, you can do some 69 and gang beasts also. <laughs> so, you know, you just can't win. Yeah, overall, though, there's, I mean, outside of, like, the PC, there's not really anything on consoles that maybe Grand Theft Auto has some nudity, but yeah, there's not much skeevy stuff released to the public anymore. <clears throat> I will say one of the most unsettling moments I've had in recent years with any video game was uh, jumping into when they finally launched Grand Theft Auto Online, like after the stuff got worked out. And uh, I was joining a match with Justin, formerly of the podcast, still Legacy Podcast, again, rental, Justin. um, And we were, I opened a private lobby and, you know, a friend's lobby so people could join and I'm just waiting for him to join. So in the meantime, I was just like, well, I'm sitting here, whatever. And I get parked on a street corner. Well, it's nighttime. There's a hooker. So I pick the hooker up. And then, you know, you can pay him to do stuff. I was like, well, whatever, I'll just pay her. She's going to give me a knob job. And she does. And then all of a sudden I'm sitting there in this like dark field and my character is getting uh, oral satisfaction from this hooker. And then up walks Justin. He just walks right up to my driver's side window and like stands there staring in. <laughs> and I've never felt so ashamed 
in a video game in my entire life. I was like, this is really uncomfortable, man. I was like, can you what game? Can is you this? leave now? Grand Theft Auto Five. <laughs> That's the, that can shocking. happen in Grand Theft Auto Five. Yeah. yeah, it was so uncomfortable. It was so uncomfortable. How did he play the same game that you were playing? Because we though? were in a multiplayer online match. So like, he spawned in. Oh. He like came over and found me because I'm a marker on his map. He just stands okay. outside my window watching <laughs> this all go down. <laughs> so so gross uh, that's funny <laughs> yeah that's uh i feel like the dirtiest game that i've played was bayonetta yeah it's and pretty up there. it can be yeah Two it especially. was one of those uh so i played it i picked it up on the nintendo switch when it was one and two yeah on uh I, that was quite some time ago a couple of years ago maybe and ryan's like hey check out this game i think you'll like it and it's a great game. It plays so well. It's it's just, it's a crazy game. And it was that opening scene. I'm sure I've talked about this on the podcast before, but that, that opening scene where um, Bayonetta's hair is strategically placed, or you don't know if it's like her hair or her clothing, <laughs> and the way it's like wrapping around her body and unwrapping, kid you not, like I'm starting to play and my eyes are like, what? What is happening? And my wife walks oh, no. down immediately and she goes, what kind of games do you play? <laughs> and then she like turned around and walked away and I was like, it's not what it looks like. <laughs> it's I exactly it's what not. it looks like. It's not what it looks yeah. like. Both of those have like horribly pervy openings too. The yeah. second one more so. Like that weird like slow-mo flip forward on that horse mm-hmm. centaur thing. But the first one is still pretty dirty too. I mean, it doesn't show anything. No, but it doesn't leave much but of the it's imagination. Very, it's very it's, yeah, strategic. They're putting the camera in some spots. Right. Yeah. Yes. It is a great game, though. I mean, the guy game, I mean, since it's illegal to actually own, since it's child pornography now, but uh, have you played BMX X? Yes. Yes, I bought it. I have okay. it on GameCube, I think, and Xbox. Okay. What I, a shameless I, grab. Yeah, I never played it. And then I just saw the Giant Bomb did it on a premium thing. Because they're yeah. like, we can't put this on YouTube or Twitch or anything. And it's like, yeah, instead of getting the cool videos that you get in skateboarding, you just get strippers on a bike. Right. It's really... How do we make Tony Hawk and Dave Mira more edgy? I know. Strippers. Yeah. It's got said, alternative cover art too. Hold on, you guys. Oh, oh yes. So, the podcast isn't gonna be able to enjoy this, but <clears throat> so here is the cover art for BMX Triple X. But then on the opposite side is the cover art for BMX Triple X. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a whole pinup. Yep. That's a thing that happened. I, I love that it got released on a Nintendo console. Too. Well, and it's the most, all the other ones are censored. GameCube one is the dirtiest one. Really? Yeah. Okay. I have not played it because I guess, why would you? I bought it as like a joke because I was like, oh my God, I forgot that they made this thing, but maybe I'll have to. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Straight up nudity on uh, yes. Nintendo. There's actual videos, like video nudity. Yeah, it's you get the whole strip experience, strip tease. Cool. And the the slogan on the back is "Keep it dirty." 
Yeah. We'll show you in things you ain't never Nintendo, thought possible. I don't think anybody at Nintendo knew what was going on, or they probably don't. Maybe they don't know that XXX means that in Japan. I don't know. Like nobody, like they don't look at these games and say, <laughs> okay, yeah, let's not do this or let's do this. I think That's this so was surprising. the era where Nintendo was at their height of like, we just need to get back market share. So we're yeah. going to allow this. Because they were saying like the PS2 version has black bars. Like could be. Yeah. Like there's a there's a picture of a pimp on the back and it says bust a nut laughing exclamation. <laughs> oh my gosh. Create your own hard bodied BMX honey. Give them all the jiggle you want. Sold. All right. There is one of us here on this podcast that owns a mega touch too, which I think is I do can be pretty pretty <laughs> I bought a mega touch because I love photo hunt. And then immediately as a parent had to figure out on the internet, how to disable the erotic games, because (laughs) I have kids. They like to play with a mega touch. And I was like, this is not gonna, not gonna end. Well, (laughs) the funny thing is, is before I had disabled that completely on the day we got at home and we're testing it. Cause the guy had left all that on my wife and I, the kids were downstairs watching like some Disney movie. They were a few years younger. And uh, we're playing photo hunt and then we're playing some other stuff. And we're like, well, whatever. You got the high score in photo hunt. So let's play like, uh, what is the male version? Is it Chip and yeah, Chip and Dale's photo hunt. It's like, whatever, just as a laugh. Let's play Chip and Dale's photo hunt. We could not lose. It was the longest game of photo hunt I've ever played with all these like topless construction worker dudes and like tight jeans. It went on for like 25 minutes. <laughs> uh, we, of course, at the high score. And then I was like, no, nope. you enjoyed it. Never again. But the best part of like the best part of those with those like mega touches is like there's always the eventuality that you're going to get somebody that has like a fourth nipple. And those are always like the best photos because you're like, ah, extra nipple. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Can't fool me. Mega touch. <sighs> I never understood that though. Like who, who goes to a bar in a public place and is like, let me play a porn game. I've seen it before. It's, but it's the type of person that you would imagine. Expect. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Which is why I promptly disabled and they will stay disabled because I don't need extra nipples in my life. (laughs) Just regular. Standard set is fine. Three legged dogs in the standard photo hunt. I'm fine with that. Two nipple household. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think we covered pretty much the whole spectrum there. I guess Flash Games, Newsground, was huge into porny games, too. Yeah. There's a lot of that stuff. Weird hentai things. Yeah. <clears throat> which all made their way to the Vita for a while then, and now we're on Steam. So. <laughs> yeah. The cycle of Provenus has continued. We'll be doing this same uh, topic at episode 169, five years from now, where there's actually like penis controllers that you slide on for your VR, and <laughs> it's going to be the thing. Oh my gosh. We'll live this thing out. I guess the res thing is pretty pervy too. The res. How so? There's a the vibrator. 
controller. Oh, yeah, I forget. I forgot about this. Yes. That pulses to the beat of... But you don't slap it on like your dick, do you? No. Well, it, it's just a cool toy. That's what they say. It's just a oh, thing sure. that it vibrates to the beat. It's really cool, yeah. but it doesn't explain how, how you should use it. It's just open-ended on how you should use this vibrating stick. Sure. I mean, I don't know that that would be a game plan to successful gameplay, but <laughs> you could do it. Forgot that they did that. It was Japan only, right? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. We're on the cusp of like perverted video games going in a very scary direction. I watched a video before we started the podcast on Disney's stunt robots where they use now for like motion capturing and stuff. Uh, Disney has developed like full animatronic human sized robots that they like flip through the air and like have Spider-Man moves and stuff happen. They like auto calibrate their bodies and things. And I'm like, this is, this is the end. Coronavirus takes us out. These Disney robots take over. <laughs> yep. 69 and all over the place. Did they own Terminator yet? I don't know. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I'd have to look, but yeah, they own everything. They own our soul. They own this podcast. <sighs> Which needs to end. I can make that happen. Okay. I really don't even know how to follow up what we just talked <laughs> Nobody about. Nobody does, right. I'm like, well, how do you transition out of this? Um, if you've heard enough, <laughs> if you've heard enough, uh, no. We we appreciate you uh, listening to the podcast, making it all the way to 69 with us. This has been a good relationship. I really appreciate it. Um Send us some questions. Send us, uh, send us that Pen Fifteen Club, whatever for, for Andy. <laughs> we're going to call it this episode Quest Yums. Mm. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> uh, you can send those emails to Weekend Rental Podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, make sure you check us out on all our social medias as well: uh, Twitter, Facebook. YouTube. You can find all things Weekend Rental at weekendpodcast.com as well as geekade.com. And as always, be kind. Rewind. Bananas. Pen 15? Oh, I get it. <laughs> Munch those primes. <laughs>